Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs. I'm your host Kajal Khurana. You can call me KK. We have an awesome guest today. He is the CEO of Legion Beats and co-founder of Midi Money. He has been featured on leading podcasts, magazines and spoke to an audience of 5000 at Funnel Hacking Live in February 2020 this year where he shared the stage with Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson. teaching the business and marketing strategies to entrepreneurs and he is Gabe Schillinger welcome to our show Gabe KK thanks so much for having me i appreciate it it's a pleasure honestly i've been following you for a while and you are a great inspiration to aspiring entrepreneurs so please tell our audience who Gabe Schillinger is well thank you so much for that i really appreciate it So for me my background is as a music producer. So, you know, I started as a music producer about 20 years ago now. So I've been been doing it for a good amount of time. It's a bit of a young man's game, so I've I've you know, I'm a little bit older in there, but you know, when I started out doing it, I did it I took the path that I thought you had to take which was essentially trying to sell my music to record labels. So being the technician, being the artist, just being the person that's in the studio, you know, making the music and then letting somebody else worry about all the business, the marketing, the promotion, all that kind of stuff, um which I thought was kind of the dream and I thought that was also the only option really. And so I did that, you know, tried to do that for over 10 years and had a couple cool highlights, you know, got to work with some some artists I grew up listening to and had a couple songs on the radio and you know some cool cool little things here and there but even after 10 years I was realizing that the amount of money that I'm making is so inconsistent and it didn't look like it was something that was going to be something where I could really support myself and you know feel good about myself as an adult and be like yes I'm going to keep doing this and so I was I was ready to quit even though it was my dream the thing that I love to do and then i luckily i didn't quit and instead i sort of shifted my focus to instead of trying to sell my music to record labels to well maybe i can kind of build my brand online maybe i can sell my product directly to my consumers which in my case i'm a music producer and so i sell the music or they they call them instrumentals or beats that a rapper or a singer is going to record their vocals to so i was like all right maybe i can you know sell my beats online and that kind of took me down this whole rabbit hole of learning about marketing and entrepreneurship and all the stuff that I wasn't on my radar that I even knew about it really or certainly nothing that I thought I would like but I ended up kind of falling in love with it and started getting really excited about marketing and realized like 
wait, this stuff is actually really fun. And then sort of combining like, well, I still love to do music. I love this marketing stuff. And because I was able to have fun and be creative in, in both those ways, then all of a sudden my business really took off in the last few years. It's just been really fun. I've been able to accomplish some stuff that I wouldn't have even imagined. You know, you mentioned I spoke in front of 5,000 people. Like, that's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm a very introverted, shy person. Like that's not something that I would ever imagine doing or being somebody that somebody would be like, oh yeah, I look up to you or whatever, or learn something from you, even as an entrepreneur. You know, you asked me that a few years ago, I'd be like, no, I don't don't know anything about that, but it's been really fun to kind of go down this, down this path. And, and here I am today. Now I get to talk to you. Right. (laughs) It's very inspiring. You know, somebody who's been introvert and was struggling and suddenly, you know, you have to speak in front of 5,000 people how was it? I mean, was it nerve-wracking oh or was it easy? <laughs> definitely not easy. I mean, it's it's definitely a major event in my life that I'll always remember. I mean, for one thing, just public speaking, and I know this is very common, is is you know a huge fear of mine. And you know, if you had put me on that stage, let's say a year before that, I, I don't think I would have literally even been able to talk. That's how nervous I would have been. Right. But I got that opportunity, and so. I knew, okay, there's no way I'm not going to do this. And now I've got this opportunity. It's, it's an incredible opportunity to, to, you know, speak in front of that many people. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's that group of people too is, you know, it's Funnel Hacking Live. It's uh, Russell Brunson is a huge mentor to me. And so that's kind of like that community really means so much to me to, to, be, to, to be in that position was incredible. And so I was like, all right, well, I have to make the most of it. Like, I don't know why, but Russell asked me to talk, so I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, and so from there, I was like, all right, let me, let me join Toastmasters. Every week, I joined two Toastmasters, so twice a week. I was like, right, even if it was just five or six people there, I was getting in front of people. I was practicing speaking on stage. Anytime a friend, anybody had any kind of event, that would make any sense for somebody to speak at. I said, Hey, can I, can I speak there? You know, and I spoke at a couple really kind of random events, you know, fundraisers, whatever, just to get some reps in and just to, just to, you know, get some, yeah, to get comfortable doing it. And when it came to it, I was still extremely nervous, but I had prepared, you know, nonstop for months. And so it ended up being really incredible. And I think that's something that I've, I've found over and over is in this journey of, of entrepreneurship, of, of growing my business is that in order for me to progress, in order for me for to get to that next level or do that next accomplishment, I have to actually transform who I am. Like I said, I, I, the person who I am or was wouldn't have been able to get on stage and speak for 28 minutes in front of like my heroes. Like there's no way, like, or anybody, right? (laughs) But I was like, all right, well, I need to become this person. And it was because of entrepreneurship, because of business that, that it forced me to, to do that. And, and I've seen that over and over in different ways. So that's, it's, it's, it's just another way that I really love this whole game is, is it's just another way to grow as a human and forces you to. So, so, true. so true. And it's amazing. You know, you shared this journey, how you practice so much. In fact, I wanted to ask you, did you take some training, but you did mention, and this reminds me what Tony Robbins always says, you know, repetition, repetition is the mother to success. So you did that. Right. And you were practicing at smaller events with your friends. And even though, I mean, you had all the success you needed in your business, you still needed to learn a new art, probably of public speaking. And you had to come out of your comfort zone to do it. Most of the entrepreneurs fear that, right? Oh, I can't do it. And then they give up. So what advice would you give from your experience to entrepreneurs not to fear so much and, you know, take it as a challenge and do it? 
Yeah. I mean, not to fear. I can't give you any advice because I get scared <laughs> every day. <laughs> like I just, you know, I'm an anxious person. I've, I've dealt with anxiety for a long time. So maybe the advice is more, well, you, you feel the fear and you do it anyway. You know, right. you get, you feel anxious and you, you keep going, you know, just to give some perspective. I mean, I've, I've had anxiety to where it's been so bad that I've, you know, haven't left my bedroom for a day or, you know, like I've, I've gotten it pretty bad. So to think about that, that of like, okay, the same kid who was like curled up on his bed in his bedroom is now speaking in front of 5,000 people, just to use that example. It really comes down to feeling that fear and doing it anyways. And it's got to be a step at a time, right? I can't like roll out of bed and <laughs> be on stage yeah. or whatever, but, <laughs> but it's, it's taking those opportunities, you know, like for example, on this one was like, all right, well, let me join Toastmasters, which is for anybody who doesn't know, it's, it's basically like organization that teaches public speaking and, right. and mostly what it is. And they do teach a lot of great stuff, but mostly it's just the opportunity to get in front of whoever else is there. And sometimes I'd show up and it would be three other people, but it still was an opportunity for me to be, you know, quote unquote on stage right. speaking. And the more that I did it, the more that, okay, I'm still feeling anxious, but at least I'm a little bit more comfortable. At least I know a little bit more what to expect. At least I can be more conscious instead of being so paralyzed by that fear that I can't even think. At least now I can be like, okay, I feel my heart is racing. I'm having trouble breathing, whatever it is, but I can, at least I can think now because I've been in that situation enough times that now I can actually be proactive instead of just reactive. And the more that I do it, the more comfortable I get. And I still still haven't gotten to the point where there's no fear or I'm not anxious, <laughs> but I've learned to deal with it. And, and also to, when I'm at my best, to, to recognize it as it being something separate from me, that I am not my anxiety. Like, yes, that feeling can be extremely overwhelming, but when, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at this at all, but when I can be good at it, then it's like, I can actually feel that be like, okay, what are the symptoms I'm feeling? I feel a heaviness in my chest. I, my breathing is shallow. My mind is racing. Like, okay, those are the symptoms I'm feeling right now, but I'm not that I am, you know, me, I'm separate from that. Okay, cool. I can just observe that and be like, okay, that's what I'm feeling right now. And, and I'm also, I need to, I need to get on this podcast with KK and I better talk. So I, <laughs> so I got to do it, you know? Uh, so I think it kind of comes down to that a lot of times is just feeling it and, 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 uh, and going anyways. I'm glad you say that because most of the time I teach this as well, that stress is inevitable, number one, and stress is going to always be there, you know, stress or anxiety. External things are not in our control, people, atmosphere, weather, you know, whatever it is, but how we deal with it is you know, in our control. So we all need to learn to deal with the stress, you know, we have. It's the art. That's what I tell entrepreneurs. If you're going to get overwhelmed with every thought, every feeling, every, you know, time the weather is changing, you're going to get burnout. You need to learn to change your inner self dialogue to give your best shot and, you know, move forward in your business. So Gabe, tell us, do you still have challenges? I mean, you have achieved all this success. You have become an, not an extrovert, but you were, you know, confident enough to talk to 5,000 people. You have achieved various milestones in your life, in your professional life, your personal life. Do you still have any challenges? Oh my God. Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> we were, I was joking around with you before this, because you were, you were talking about 
you know, stress management and, and some of the different things. I was like, I don't know if you want me on your show. Like I feel stressed out. All the time. <laughs> like, I, so yes, absolutely. I face challenges, you know, challenges every day, whether if it's the anxiety, like I was just talking about, or uh, feeling overwhelmed and, and feeling like I'm not sure what's the best next move. I mean, that honestly, that's a big one right there. And I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs probably deal with this too, is like, there's so many possibilities and it's, I can do this with my business. I can launch this other business. I can create this new product. I can, you know, promote this product in this way. I can eat. There's so many different options, so many different routes, so many different things to do. It can feel really overwhelming. And the, the truth is in my experience, it doesn't necessarily get better. And in some ways it actually gets worse, which is that, and, and, and I'll bring it back around. It does get better overall, but the part that gets worse is that the opportunities that I had a few years ago were nowhere near the opportunities that I have now because of just, you know, you know, reach more people and I've got a certain level of, you know, people know who I am or, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's so many more opportunities. And now it's instead of like, okay, I've got these like three or five ideas and each of them sound kind of cool. I guess I better pick one. Now it's like, man, like I have this really good opportunity and this really good opportunity and this really good opportunity. And I have to figure out what, you know, what are those nine good opportunities that I need to say no to so I can say yes to that one great one, but it's not so straightforward. You don't, it, you can't really tell. It's not like, oh yeah, obviously that's the great one. Like sometimes you don't, you don't know, you know, you have to use the information that you have and, and make a decision. And so, so in, so in a way it gets worse, but the way that it gets better is it's just a skill that you, that I keep practicing because the reality is there, you never get to a point where you're done with that, where it's like, okay, I got everything. It's perfect. There's no stress. I know exactly the next step. It's perfectly laid out for me. Like, no, you get to that next level. And now figuring out how to get to that next level is like, right. you know, you, you don't know how to do it. And so by practicing that skill of saying like, you know what, there's a hundred different things I could be doing right now. I'm not positive which one's the best, but I'm going to use the information in front of me. I'm going to trust, you know, past that. I'm going to just have to trust my intuition and, and hopefully have some framework of, okay, here's the pros, here's the cons. Let me try to think it through of where this might go. And then based off of that, say, all right, you know what? I'm going to make that decision and I'm going to commit to it and then make the next best decision. And, and getting better at that process, at least, makes it not feel so overwhelming. All right. So focusing on one thing, right? Following your intuition. Like you said, I really loved how you put it. Don't focus on the nine things, but you know, figure out what's the one thing you can do. So what are some of the tools or techniques you use to manage your stress or come out of anxiety? Do you have a routine or do you have some kind of practice you follow? Yeah, it's something that I'm not great at, honestly. Uh, but I'll tell you the, the few things that I do that that do work. One, and it sounds super basic, but I just go for a walk. Like when I'm I'm working, I'm like staring at my computer screen for hours, whether if that's you know looking at something I'm writing or I'm building a funnel or I'm on Zoom or whatever it is, and I'll notice I start to get more and more anxious or overwhelmed, and then it's like, wait a second, like I just need to stand up and go outside and breathe and hopefully get a little sunshine and just, and maybe get my heart rate up a little bit in, in a good way, not being anxious, but you know, walk up a hill or whatever, it, you know, an exercise is another good one for me where it's just anything that, that gets me a little bit out of my head to where I'm not just going in circles on those same thoughts over and over right. that really helps. And so, yeah, really basic one for me is just literally getting up and going for a walk. And now all of a sudden 
I have a little bigger perspective. In fact, it's almost like analogy for it, but it's, it's physically what I'll do where, I, where I'm at here at my office at my recording studio. I'll go for a walk where I go up a hill. And it's pretty cool because at the top of that hill, I can actually look down at my office. And so okay. it's interesting because it kind of gives this bigger perspective like, wait a second, like I feel like when I'm in that little room, it feels like it's the whole world in there. But then I look from up there and I'm like, it's just a tiny little window down. Like, no, like now I look out and I see this beautiful view. It's like, this is the world. Like that's just a tiny little piece of it. And so having that bigger perspective, both just literally like seeing it and just, and just getting outside really helps with that. So true. And I'm telling you, you know, it's not a small thing, really going for a walk, connecting to nature in itself Mm -hmm. is a big thing because most of us are forgetting that we are so much, you know, inclined towards technology. I'm not saying it's bad or wrong, but we are forgetting that we are human beings and we need to connect to nature, sun, trees, mountain, river, you know, and taking that kind of break, five minutes walk every few hours will help you recharge yourself. We don't forget to recharge our mobile phones every day, but we definitely forget to recharge our own cells and our own body and memory. So it's not small. Let me assure you, it's amazing what you're doing. And so from here, see, everybody has a different definition for success, right? For some people, money is success. For some people, freedom is success. In your, for you, what is the definition of success? Doing what I love to do every day is success for me. And so I guess that's similar to saying freedom, but yeah, the ability to do what I love to do. And so I put in a lot of hours, you know, in my work, but for the most part, I really like what I'm doing, whether if it's on the music side or on the marketing side, I do really enjoy doing that. And so to me, that's, that's a big part of success is just, just loving what I'm doing. And then if it's, if I'm not at work and I'm, you know, hanging out with my girlfriend or my family or whatever, loving that too. You know, to me, that's, that's what is really success. And I've realized that whatever other milestones I have, whether if that's in, in, you know, business, I don't know, a revenue thing or launching a thing or whatever it is, I love that stuff. And it is fun and it does motivate me. But every time I hit one of those goals, as soon as I hit it, it's like, okay, cool. Like, but then it's done. You know what I mean? So like, if you're living for that goal, you're going to be very disappointed when you hit it. Cause then you're going to realize like, all right, I'm still me. I'm still here. You know, what's next. So if for me, it's, it's, uh, I guess it's so cliche, but it's like enjoying the journey. It's like, yes, I want to, you know, get my two common club award. Yes. I want to, you know, hit this revenue goal. Like, yeah, all that stuff's great. And I do work towards those things, but now I have a little more understanding that maybe I didn't before of as soon as I hit that next one, it's, it's going to be cool for a minute. You know, I'm going to pat myself on the back and celebrate with my team. It's going to be great. But then it's still like, okay, now what's next. And if I didn't enjoy the process to get there, then there's no point in doing it in the first place. Very interesting. So you have been talking about, you know, a few years back, you did not have this kind of probably understanding. Do you think experience plays a major role in entrepreneurs' life? Because there are some young entrepreneurs I have interviewed, you know, they're only in their 20s, early 20s. But do you think experience plays a major role to succeed? Yeah, I think that, well, my process in entrepreneurship has been trying stuff. And sometimes it works and sometimes it fails. And when it fails, then I learn from it and, and try the next thing. So in that way, then yes, but it doesn't, I don't want it to sound like, well, you need to have this, some type of experience to get started. Like, no, starting is the experience. So the way to learn, the way to get that experience 
in my, for me has been just to do it, just to try it. And, and, you know, I was for in my, a little bit late, you know, I guess it's all relative. Right. But I was, you know, I was like 30 years old before I even thought about anything really that had to do with business or marketing and entrepreneurship, any, any of that kind of stuff. So it's relatively late. You know, a lot of people's stories is in kindergarten and they were like hustling candy to their friends and, you know, they've always yeah. been an entrepreneur <laughs> or whatever. Like that was not me, you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so it was late for me, but I just approached it kind of the same way I approached my music of like, okay, this is pretty fun. Like, let me just try this. We'll see what happens. And I think having that perspective of everything being an experiment is really, really valuable because it takes some of the pressure off for one thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this launch or I'm going to do, try this type of ad or, you know, whatever the thing is, instead of worrying so much that like, well, this, this thing has to work or this thing has to get this, you know, exact number of leads or sales or whatever. It's, it's like, no, this is, this is my next experiment. Let's see how it goes. Oh, that completely failed. Great. Now I know that doesn't work. Let me try the next thing. Or we try that and like, oh my God, I can't believe how well that worked. Great. Let's do more of that. To me, that's the experience that is needed. And so I don't want anybody to think like, yeah, you need experience to start. Like, no, like just, just get started. That's, that's yeah. how, and then you accumulate that experience. Right. I think it's very important that entrepreneurs know that whoever whoever has achieved the success, they had their own failures or challenges, you know, because most of the time people look at social media and think, oh, wow, they have everything. But I'm glad you mentioned that it, it's not easy and it's not the same, you know, behind the camera, you are still a normal human being. You feel anxious, you have challenges, you have failed, but the difference is that you don't give up, Right. Yeah. So what are the strategies which has worked for you well? Like, was it sales or was it marketing or was it building funnels? What were the strategies which worked in your business for you? Yeah, I can geek out on some marketing stuff all day. For sure, for, uh, funnels was a big thing. Like for me, when I first started getting into this stuff, I came across Russell Brunson relatively early and he was, he was kind of my first mentor. Right. And so, you know, his whole thing is, is all about funnels, right? And, and basically... Just, you know, I think you can give funnels a broad enough definition that it, it sort of just encompasses everything, right? It's like, what is that journey that you're taking the customer on from them, you know, first finding out about you to maybe clicking a link to maybe becoming a lead to eventually, you know, becoming a customer? Just what does that journey look like? And just creating that journey on purpose to me is kind of all a funnel really means, which really you're just talking about, well, that's, that's your business, right? right? But it's doing it on purpose. And so that's, that's been huge for me. And it was something that people weren't really doing in my industry very much at all. You know, as far as, you know, music producers selling beats online, it's, you know, it's relatively small niche, kind of a specific thing and a decent amount of people who are doing that, but they were all kind of doing it the same way, which is basically trying to get a following on social media, usually YouTube, maybe Instagram, and then sending whatever traffic they could to sort of like a traditional store. And so that's what I tried at first. Didn't really work that great. But when I, when I came across, really first it was my, my now friend, Adrian, who was the first person I saw selling beats using funnels, using these new techniques. And then from there, found out about Russell. That just completely opened up, up my eyes. Like, oh my God, there's this whole different way to do things that can be so much more rewarding on both sides. So like, instead of just having a link that somebody clicks and then they hopefully buy something, it's like, no, how can I give them value from step one? Can I... And I give them something for free that's going to like really help them. And then they're going to see what I can do and want to work with me. And in exchange for that, I'm going to get them onto my email list. And now I'm, you know, taking that traffic that is on social media that, 
you know, to use Russell's words, I'm borrowing that traffic, right? But when they're on my list, now I own that traffic. And I think so many people, especially in my industry, but, but all over the place, they get confused about the goal of social media. And they think, well, I need, I want to get likes, subscribers, followers. And yes, that's a great place to find those people and get those, you know, getting those is fine. But the whole point then is now to take that traffic that you're borrowing from, let's say Mark Zuckerberg, if it's on Instagram, right? Or if it's on YouTube, that's, you know, Larry and Sergey, the dudes who run YouTube or Google and YouTube, like that's their traffic, right? So that's great. It's a great place to find them. They have that traffic. They have your audience. But then the problem is, as soon as those guys change the rules, the algorithm changes, they shut down your account, whatever it is. Now all of a sudden you can't reach those people anymore. So now it's all about how do you convert the traffic you're buying to traffic you own? And by actually getting their email address, now you have that one-to-one connection. You can talk to them. It doesn't matter if Facebook changes the rules or Instagram or YouTube. You can take that email and you can you can message somebody, you know, wherever you want. So that's just just one of the many things, you know, that I learned from Russell was like, oh, this is so cool. There's so much more you can do. And then, and then where can I take them from there? And you can tell, I can geek out on this stuff all day, yeah, but those, you know, those are just the first couple of steps, uh, you know, and then from there, you know, what pages do we send them to? What emails, what, right. how do we put together an offer in a way that's, that's, that's exciting? How do we tell our story? You know, there's a million different pieces to it, but starting to see that stuff was what really got me excited and, and kind of, you know, set me down this whole path. Interesting. So do you teach these techniques only to people who are in music industry or other entrepreneurs as well? I, uh, so uh, it's a good question. So I am working <laughs> on, you know, that whole thing of like having too many opportunities and trying to decide what to do, yeah. <laughs> uh, struggling with that a little bit, which basically right now I have essentially three businesses, which is not a good idea. Don't do that. Have one business. <laughs> I do not recommend it. But essentially I started with, you know, Legion Beats, which was for an audience of rappers and singers selling them essentially music, music related services. And that went great. And it was really fun. And that was, that was the thing that kind of opened up my eyes to marketing and stuff. Then my second business is called Midi Money. And that's where I'm teaching marketing and entrepreneurship, showing music producers exactly what I did to be able to grow that business, right. which has been great. It's been so rewarding, so much fun. It's completely different type of business. You know, it's an expert type business. So I get to, you know, teach and I get to talk about what I'm doing. And so that's been great. And that's been really fun, but it is two different businesses. It's two different audiences. And now I'm just starting to kind of dip my toe into what you're talking about here of teaching entrepreneurs, marketers, business owners outside of music, which I get really excited about. I love that idea because those are like, those are my people. Like I, I love this stuff. So anybody who can geek out on marketing and entrepreneurship and funnels and all that good stuff, like those are the people I want to hang out with. But it's also like trying to figure out how I can not shift, uh, split my, my focus too much. So I'm just starting that. I've got something where I'm teaching about sort of like a viral contest strategy that worked mm-hmm. really well for me in, uh, in, in really both those other businesses. And that's kind of like the first thing that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm experimenting with as far as actually teaching entrepreneurs, marketers in general. And that's what I spoke about at Funnel Hacking Live too, was that, was that whole concept. I think the strategies would remain the same, right? Even if the industry changes, you can be selling music or you can be selling any course or you can be selling uh, products, but uh, marketing strategies would still remain the same, even though industry changes. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's like ninety ninety five percent true. Is that ultimately okay. <laughs> so much of it's okay. you know it's the same. It's it's uh you know I keep bringing up Russell Brunson, but that's just been my a huge mentor to me. But if you you know the stuff that I've learned from him, it's basically I'm just applying it in these different places. Right. Um, and then there's like that five percent, which is there are certain things maybe that are specific to that audience or to that market where it's like okay you know, how can I now take this, this broader concept that's universal, you know, understanding your audience, giving them value, connecting with them, you know, all these things are universal. It works no matter what business you're in, but there are sometimes little nuances to where, Hey, this market is where is at this place. This, you know, you know, how do rappers and singers, you know, think and feel about buying beats? How does a music producer think and feel about growing their business? And it might be slightly different than, you know, a different audience. So there are those little things, but yeah, most of it is, it's the same concepts. It's just now, how can I um, tweak this to actually work for, for this audience? Interesting. We are looking forward to Watching you do that now, <laughs> your new business, your third wing to your business. Uh, uh, do you have any favorite code, Gabe, like something which really stuck with you or which gives you motivation? Do you have any? A favorite, I'm sorry, a favorite code? Quote, yeah. Something that's, oh, oh uh, a quote. Ah, gosh, I should have something ready. Let me <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, you're fine. Oh, well, here's, here's one that just came to me that, that I thought was kind of cool. Uh, it's uh, don't believe everything you think, which is kind of, it sounds weird when you hear it, but it's like, oh yeah, you know what? Because there are things that I used to think that I was sure was, were true. And now I realize they're not, whether if that's about me or whether that's about business or music or life or relationships. And so I like that because it reminds me, for one thing, not to take myself too seriously. Like, I don't know, all the stuff I'm saying could be wrong, very easily could be wrong. I don't know, don't listen to me. I'm just figuring it out too, you know? And also not feeling like, oh yeah, I've done this, this or this. So so I know for sure, like, no, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out too. And and I'm not gonna be so arrogant to be like, yeah, I, I have the answers. What I think is true. I think that that's a good perspective to, to, to keep your whole life. Right. And all change is the constant thing, right? So sometimes you thought of something which might work for you 10 years back, but it might not work for you now. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Don't believe everything you think. (laughs) It's very interesting. Amazing. So Gabe, this is almost all the time we have. What is one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs to escape burnout and increase productivity? So it's a tough one for me because like I said in the beginning, like I feel I feel uh, overwhelmed all the time, but let me see. I would say making sure to have that some some uh, rest and rejuvenation times in between. And I say this, I feel like such a hypocrite because I do not do this very well. <laughs> but so I'm just I'm just being open about it. But when I do, it helps so much. And one thing that's really helped is when I can actually go somewhere where I literally don't have access to my phone. So like going camping or something like that has really been great for me. Like the times I can think of in the last few years where I've actually really rejuvenated, really taken a step back, not checked my email or done or or snuck in a little bit at work. For me were the times when I was like camping out somewhere where there's literally no cell phone reception. There's nothing I can do. And it's really weird at first. Like I keep checking my my pocket thinking, wait, did that just vibrate? (laughs) Um, And then after a day or two, then then I start to actually decompress a little bit and, and, and get grounded a little bit. So I'll, I'll say that is, is finding time to uh, rejuvenate and rest 
and actually really unplugging, which at least for me is I'm so bad at even sometimes when I go on quote unquote vacation, I'm still checking my email. I'm still talking to my team. And, um, so when I can really unplug that to me are the times when I've really rejuvenated the most and ultimately came back with even more energy and new ideas and, and, uh, and avoid, you know, avoided burnout. So that, that would be my key. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy that you're very, very authentic. You know, it's like, you don't feel any kind of stress, even when you're saying, I don't follow it, even though I'm giving you the advice, but let me tell you, I don't follow it, which is amazing. You know, you're so authentic and transparent. Thank you so much, Gabe. And I really wish you well and all the best for your new venture. Please tell our audience, where can they find you if they want to get in touch with you? Okay. Okay. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for, for having me on. It's been great chatting with you. If you want to check out if I do, in fact, launch this third business or not, go to contestlaunchsecrets.com and maybe there'll be something there. I don't know. We'll find out. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm going to put that in the show, uh, show notes so people can just copy paste and get in touch with you. Thank you so much. It was amazing talking to you. Have a lovely day. Thanks, KK. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose? Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.